It's yours truly, Julie Jones, with the Adventures of Julie Jones, bringing you on another adventure this week, where I interview people from all around the world to bring you tips and tricks and interesting information, whatever we decide to talk about, to each and every episode. And of course, as I always say, this episode will be no different. So I am extremely excited to bring on my friend, Dr. Helen Zarel, and she is in Canada. Welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you, Julie. I love being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is wonderful. Uh, well, I'm, you I'm, so I'm tapping into your enthusiasm. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's, we're gonna we're gonna ride this roller coaster together, right? So, my idea behind each and every show is to really showcase you and find out more about you what makes you so unique and what you bring to the party. So why don't we go ahead and get started? Take it away. Okay. Well, I'd have to say that what kind of brings me to my focus in terms of the work that I do is what I ended up doing for my doctorate, which was many, many years ago. Well, not many, but several years ago. And when I did my doctorate, I got into looking at the kind of uh, angst that I embodied. And, and then I began to journal about what is it that I embodied from my mother, not blaming her, but that was my first home, her, her, my mother's womb, right? So what, did, what, I, what had I embodied from that? And as I met with the women in my focus groups, uh, I started asking them as they were quilting, not your traditional quilt, but the quilt became like a catalyst and it allowed them to talk about issues that they had around uh, what I call spirit injury, not trauma. And so all kinds of things kept coming up. And as I started working on my dissertation and journaling, I realized that a lot of what they were talking about was energy energy that was embedded. So then I, I, I went from there to getting into chakras. So my uh, dissertation toward the end is something that I focused on, and that's the issue of chakras and the imbalanced chakras that shows up in so many of us. So the work that I do is actually helping women to identify. I, I, I don't lead with identify your imbalances, but looking at what are the challenges that they have. It might be stress. It might be something around a stomach issue. It might be uh, something with the throat, the thyroid, the heart. Maybe they're they're feeling heartbroken, et cetera, et cetera. So many, many elements of what I refer to as an imbalance in the chakras. Well, in... We haven't really had very many guests on the show that have really talked about chakras. Now, I'm familiar with chakras. So why don't you just at least so that the people that are listening in kind of know, like there's seven chakras, they go with the colors of the rainbow. And so if you just want to like maybe talk about a little bit about what the chakras are and, you know, what they kind of relate to. Well, the the, the first one is the root chakra. And and that one is about our or identity, it's about security, and it's uh, located in the genital area, um, not 
physically, but emotionally and in terms of the, the energy that's there. So that's where it's located. And it's red. The next one is the sacral chakra. And, and that's in just a little bit below the, the stomach, below the navel. Up above that is the solar plexus. And then we move up to the heart. And then the throat, the third eye, and the crown. And the crown is kind of uh, above the head. And it, it sort of connects us with the universe. It connects us with what's bigger than us. Uh, so the, the journey that people want to cement is the balance between the root, which is our base, our identity, and the crown, which is our connection with the universe. Well, and so was it, were you always interested in chakras or like you talked Never. about that it kind of, you know, <laughs> like you're in your dissertation, right? And they're probably thinking the last thing you're going to write about is chakras. And here you do, you you know, like you come up with this idea of writing about chakras, right? So what led to this? Was it a journey yourself that you were on? Or how did you start finding out about chakras? It was, a, I, I, had, I didn't know about chakras when I started writing my dissertation. Uh, but the journey that I was on is that I had fibromyalgia for, I think, about the third or the fourth time. And it was really, it was so bad that when I started my first semester as a doctoral student, I actually couldn't even walk because I put my, I couldn't function, my left, my right leg, sorry, my right leg, I couldn't raise it high enough to walk and walking was very challenging for me. Uh, so I did not go to class for the, for, for the first, not the first, but the second and third week of my first semester. And what I did was I stayed at home and I journaled like, why is this happening to me? And, you know, all kinds of stuff just kept flowing. I started to look at what is fibromyalgia? Why did I have it? Uh, and, and again, kept journaling and journaling. And through that year, with the courses that I took, I began to think that maybe it might be something that I might have embodied from my mother, not blaming her, but just recognizing, as I said earlier, that my mother's womb was my first home. So what, what had I absorbed? What had I embedded from that first home? And as I looked at my initial focus with the guidance and direction of my supervisor when I was writing my dissertation was actually looking at uh, spirit injury, and I prefer that term rather than trauma, and looking at it she advised me to narrow it down as much as possible. So I narrowed it in looking at diasporic African women. So starting to look at issues of slavery and racism and those kinds of things. But I didn't want to leave it kind of hanging with the negativity. I wanted to then look at how do we heal. So that's where the chakra piece began to come in because I wanted it to kind of end on a more positive note as opposed to looking at the negative piece right well because it's always a choice right and I, I love what you say about that it's not a blame game you know and that's like anything in life right like so many times we're quick to blame someone else and kind of go to that victim mentality and not take responsibility for like what part did we play in that journey as well right 
I mean, because sometimes as our parents and our mothers, you know, carry us in the womb, the things that they're exposed to, we have no control over that, right? Like, I mean, they're in a, in a situation where there's a lot of yelling or screaming or something going on, you know, at, you know, when we are in utero, we, we are absorbing that. And that's what a lot of people don't all, you know, often understand and get that like some, some of that, you know, spirit injury will happen, you know, from, from, you know, the moment of conception, like just depending on, you know, what is happening, like, you know, do, does your mom even want you like that could even be a role that plays. And, you know, the more that, you know, it's just a very interesting dynamic and a very interesting journey. Do you find, and I've never asked anybody this, um, Dr. Helen, but do you find that there's like one chakra that seems to, you know, um, I guess have to be addressed more than any of the other chakras or is it kind of, is it an even thing or have you found that you're dealing with one chakra in particular most often? My preference and I guess the experience that I've had in working with others is to start with the root chakra because that's the first one. And, and you're quite right. You know, like what, what happened when we were conceived? You know, what was, was it a happy union? Was it a forced uh, bit of intercourse or sex? Was it a rape? Was our mother in a, a war torn area where she herself was uh feeling highly stressed, and I I would even use the word traumatized because of what was going on around her. Um, And so that is one of the ones that I I always start with and and try to deal with. The next one would be the heart. I find that a lot of women have issues with forgiveness and forgiving others and their whole heart-centered. I mean, look at you radiate love right i mean that's 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 what the heart center is about it's about love and i really feel that uh for some of us we have difficulty first of all loving ourselves and we have difficulty with everything that goes on in the heart center um if i can sort of just very quickly share a a sort of a sad story I, i i lost a very dear friend last fall And one of the things that she said to me was she didn't realize as as she was in her like final stage, there was a group of friends who kind of gathered online and we were like a group of, of people who were praying and sending positive thoughts, et cetera, et cetera. And when she saw that, she said to me, I didn't realize how many people cared for me. Because she said, I was always giving love. I didn't open my heart to accept love. And one of the things, and I'm not being disrespectful when I say this, but one of the challenges that she had that that I think may have led to her her, um, death was the fact that her her heart was not fully open to, to... actually receive the love it was more her giving it so uh, one of the challenges that she had was that her heart muscle was thickened so energetically looking at the chakra the heart chakra what did that say about her experience and so forth 
Another chakra that's really important for women is the throat chakra, because in our society, we tend to be silenced so much. And if you look at the number of women who show up with thyroid problems, it's, it's, I won't say it's off the chart. I've had a thyroid problem myself. There are so many women who have thyroid problems because of the imbalance here, because of the blockage, because of the inability to actually speak their truth and recognize the truth. So those are like the three chakras that I like to focus on, but that doesn't mean that I, I go ahead first with those three chakras. I'll start with the root, and then I want to, to do uh, with the individual some kind of assessment of the other areas as well. Well, and I, I love what you're talking about because again, it you know, for those people that are are listening in, you know, how much your life, your energy can play a role sometimes in your sickness, right? I mean, there are things that happen, you know, for all of us, but it's like, how are you living? What is your lifestyle that could be attributing to some of the health factors that you are having? And again, like this energy blockage and all these kinds of things, you know, a hundred years ago, they weren't talking about this. Now, that's why I, I love listening and, and interacting with people who have this, you know, this idea and these thoughts around the energy, because we're all energy. We're all energetic beings that are exchanging energy all the time. And even the idea of like having to sometimes protect yourself against negative energy, like being around like the, that toxic negative energy that can be impacting your health, can be impacting so many things that you don't even recognize it. You know, it's like, get away from the toxicity. That's my, <laughs> that's my call to action, right? <laughs> one, one of the things that I also learned recently with the book that I'm reading is doing a pattern interrupt. If you find yourself absorbing that negative energy, because it's there, right? It could be uh, an unconscious comment that someone makes that may put you in a negative spin and then what you need to do is that pattern interrupt to, to elevate yourself to a higher level in terms of positivity and love. <laughs> you know, that is, um, I love that. And it's probably a little bit, like I just recently, a couple of weeks ago, went to a class of neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, you know, and, and how you talk to yourself and the things that you say, and you're always speaking to your unconscious mind. So I'm sure that what you're reading about the unblocking is a lot like some of the the ideas and the thoughts that they teach around NLP as, as well. So very interesting. So now I know that you are a instructor by day and then you have like your 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 business where you are helping and supporting women. So talk a little bit talk about your passion which I know is your business helping women. You've got the B, we've talked about the B essential, right? And all those kinds of things. So talk a little bit about that and why you're so passionate about, you know, helping women, you know, through these issues. My passion is actually showing up and supporting women in dialogue and whatever it is that they need to uncover their true self. And that's uncovering their true self in mind, body, spirit, and also finance, because a lot of times that financial piece is so hooked into uh, how we show up and what we deal with in life. 
Well, that it's so how do you work with people or how do you like what I mean, like if you ideally could set up your day, right? Like this is I don't know where this question's coming from, but it's coming. So like you wake up in the morning and you say, okay, I've got my whole day ahead of me. Like, what is it that you love to do and how do you want to set up your day? I would love to just show up and have a dialogue with women and in dialoguing with them, find out what are their challenges? What are their issues? And together, how can we find a way to balance, to heal, to resolve those issues? to unpack it and so forth. Right. So how long, it always women? I mean, is that always what you've been drawn to is supporting and helping women um, for as long as you can remember? And you're pretty young, right, Dr. Helen? Like I- Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, this, this, is, this is fake. <laughs> well, for those of you listening on audio- yeah, that, you know, like Dr. Helen's got this, she does, it, it's a beautiful like silver, like if you want to say salt and pepper- um, you know, um, hairdo. So like, that's why I'm joking around because, you know, I've got the bright white for those of you listening in and eventually these will be on video. So then you can see what, what we're talking about today. <laughs> in, 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 that was a good way of putting it. In terms of, in, in response to your question, Julie, I was not always just about working with women. I, I really, went that route again with my doctorate. I was in adult education and counseling psychology. That's the department that I was in. And because of the woman who became my supervisor, I I did a course with her about feminism because she said I needed to understand the, 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 the female, uh, what we go through, our story, et cetera, et cetera. So I I did a course with her on feminism. And then I thought, well, maybe I should just have, they don't refer to it as a minor, but kind of have a specialization added to my doctorate in uh, feminism, in gender studies. I was trying to find the right term. So I added that. And it was doing that that I began to see the ways whereby uh, women are like a lot of what happens to us is normalized. A lot of abuse that happens to us physically, mentally, emotionally is normalized. And I'm not suggesting that men do not have their challenges, but when I began to do the work for my doctorate, I remember saying to my husband, maybe guys are going to feel that, you know, I should be focused. I shouldn't be so focused on what women are dealing with. And he said to me, He's a great ally for women, by the way. And he said to me, he said, if they have an issue, they need to find a way to resolve it themselves. This is what you choose to work on. This is what your passion is. So don't even look in terms of what guys are saying about what you're doing. Well, absolutely. Because like you supporting their women is ultimately supporting them, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes... For a lot of people, when you're at a networking event or somebody starts talking and they talk about, you know, who their target market is, who they want to be connected with. And a lot of times people, like if they say women in particular, if you're a man, you may just like tune that out. Right. But everybody like as men, you have wives, you have sisters, 
you have, you know, mothers, you have people in your life that can benefit from the information as well. So it's like always being open to what is possible whenever somebody is talking and anybody's having a conversation. And, you know, Dr. Helen, like, so how long have you had your doctor and how long have you been a doctor? Not that long ago, I suppose, in, in the grand scheme of things. I, I earned my second master's back around 2000. Um, I have a master's. I'm not answering your question directly, but I'm coming to it. I have a master's in education and another one in uh, management and human resources. And uh, I remember when I began to do my doctorate, it was almost on a dare because I was, at the time, I was a director of Webster University, which is based in St. Louis. I was the uh, graduate director of the campus in Bermuda. And a couple of the faculty were in the office and they were talking loud enough for me to hear. They had their doctorate. And they were saying that the reason that I had two masters is because I was too afraid to do my doctorate. So I hadn't actually thought about doing it, but it was almost like, who told them they should say that? So I don't know if it was on a dare, but um, I decided to do it. I completed it in 2009. Wow. Congratulations. Because I know it's a lot of work and it's a lot of studying. And and you answered my question before I even asked it. Like, were, was that something you always wanted to do? Like some people, they go to school. Like, I'm very happy to have my, my bachelor of science, right? And like the whole master's thing, doctorate thing, like that's just never really necessarily appealed to me. But for some people, like they know they're going to college and they're going straight through to becoming a doctor, right? And so very interesting journey. And I, I love the fact that it was kind of like me, Dr. Helen. Like I, if somebody challenges me a little bit or tells me no, I'm like going to prove them yes all day. <laughs> so good for you. Congratulations. So, you know, we've, we've covered a lot and there's so much information that we can always go into, but like, as you kind of look back through your journey, you know, and I'm sure it's had its, you know, shares of ups and downs, like, is there a particular challenge that, you know, like you really faced and you're so proud of the fact that you've overcome it? Maybe, maybe, to be honest, maybe age, because uh, I told you when I, earn my doctorate, I I think for some people, they feel that age can be a barrier and that, um, you know, you should be doing these things when you're your 20s, 30s, maybe 40s, and not beyond. <laughs> um, you know, I, I remember my, my mom is now deceased, and I remember her saying, um, when I started to do the second master's, she said to me, and she didn't, I didn't, I finished after she died, actually. But I remember her saying, when I started the second master's, I thought you said you weren't studying anymore. And I really wasn't. That I mean, I didn't, never saw myself as this academic. Um, so I think I strayed from your question. <laughs> no, no, I mean, but that is it, because I, I love your answer, age, right? Because mm. some people, you know, people think about the fact, like I have a friend of mine and, um, you know, I probably always say that I'm 54 years old and I'm sure she's in her early fifties, just like me, maybe late forties. Right. And she had been a nurse practitioner. And I just recently saw her posting on social media 
she had a vision and a dream to be a doctor, like a medical doctor, right? And so I just saw her posting all over the place that she graduated and she's a medical doctor and everything else. See, like you're going to be like whether or not whatever I decide to do. So in the next 10 years, if I decide, okay, like I am going to go get my doctorate or whatever it is, no matter what happens, like some people will say, oh, you're too old, right? Well, I'm going to be 64 in 10 years, no matter what. So I'm either 64 with a doctorate or I'm 64 without, right? Like you're never too old to have that dream or just simply go for it. Because again, like if, if it's, if it lights your fire, then, you know, again, passion and that energy, it's going to help your chakras, right? (laughs) Because you're doing something that you're so passionate about. Uh, Well, all right. So we've covered a lot. I know we've talked about a lot. Is there anything else that's on your heart that you'd really like to share about or cover or address or anything else that you're like, oh my gosh, Julie, I'm burning to talk about this. I I think the only thing that I would say, Julie, is that I welcome the opportunity to have conversations with women, to collaborate with women, to, to, to generate this universal healing of my body spirit. Um, if, if there's a way that I can do that, uh, that's, that's, I guess, my final statement. Well, and on that note, then, and that leads me into my next question. What is the best way for people to connect with you, to contact you? Um, it'll be in the show notes, but I like to hear it verbally. Like, how do they find you, Dr. Helen? <laughs> okay, certainly, certainly my, um, my email, which is an easy one. It's info at drhelenz.com. See, I even said Z instead of Z. (laughs) Do you have a website or anything that people can? Yeah, okay. I do. I have a website. And I just recently started a a group on Facebook. I'm not a lover of Facebook, but I noticed that starting a Facebook community might be beneficial for the women who come into that space. Uh, as an opportunity for them to talk and communicate and share and grow. And, and what's, your web, what's your website name? It's uh, Dr. Why don't I send you the link? Okay. DrHelenZ.com. Okay, perfect. Well, we're going to put it in the show notes anyway, but sometimes when people are listening in, mm-hmm. they catch it right away and then they go to it because they want to check out more about you. Mm-hmm. And my final question for you today is this. Of course, this is the Get Shit Done podcast. So inquiring minds want to know, how are you getting shit done in your own uh, life this week? Looking at my calendar and checking off everything that I have on it and realizing that I put too much in there today, but getting it done, just kind of checking off, checking off, checking off. Oh, well, awesome. Yeah, that can be a problem, right? That we overschedule and mm-hmm. knowing the fact that you teach throughout part of the year and this is your summer vacation. Well, you certainly want to be taking enough downtime for yourself, you know, to, to rest, recuperate, recharge your chakras so that you can be the best version of you for everybody that comes into contact with you. Well, it's been such an honor and pleasure to have you on the show today. So thank you so much for your time, for being here. Um, I've loved our conversation and I'm grateful to know you and have you in my life. Well, I'm so, so grateful for the questions that you asked me and for inviting me to participate in your podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Judy, who, Julie, who radiates 
Love. Uh, You're so welcome. (laughs) Well, on that note, people, like, listen, I know that you always enjoy these podcasts because I know that the conversations we have really will touch and inspire you. So please be sure to like, subscribe to the podcast and share it with other people that you know that can benefit. Um, I appreciate you listening in as always. And remember, have a productive get shit done kind of week. We'll talk to you soon. Time is our most valuable asset. And I certainly do appreciate yours. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Shit Done podcast with me, Julie Jones. If this episode was helpful for you, please subscribe and give me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. This goes a long way in helping others to find the show too. Are you ready? I mean, really ready to make the next step towards living your best life now? Then contact me at juliejones.biz to schedule your call with me. You can also find additional information on contacting me in the show notes. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode of the Get Shit Done podcast. In the meantime, be sure to live your life with purpose and passion.